Here we discuss introspection, being, development, and all the good stuff. I want to uh, hypothesize this theory of mine and see how far we can get with it and see its flaws, but see its opportunity too. Basically, it goes like this. <clears throat> if you care about something thoroughly, then it will reverberate at some point to its fullest completion. In more simple language, if you truly care about something, it will come to you. You don't need to go to it. No matter where you go in life, no matter what experience you have, no matter what relationship you make, it's just going to come to you. For example, let's say you care about, you know, addict recovery. Maybe you went through it yourself. You had a close family member who experienced it and you saw the the problems and the dysfunction of it. And now you, you understand deeply you care for such a mission, such a, such a pursuit, such an importance. And it's deep in your heart. It's, it's mended in the, the fibers of who you are. It's just so deep and so important. That nothing will wash it away. Now, you could go on and be a construction worker. You could work in hospitals. You could be a psychologist. You could be a any sort of profession. And somehow, that importance of caring for people who have failed themselves who had brokenness upon them, that deep existential failure that requires other people to involve themselves in their lives to uplift them from that chaos of addiction. You will find that theme in all that you do and somehow, somewhere, you will see it in your daily life meaning that your relationships will be seeked out with the undertone of this do I say hello to this person or do I say hello to this person during conversation and we have common ground about drug rehab created a deeper bond for that relationship as opposed to someone who did it have that common ground, which is what I care about truly. So the relationships start to be built based on it. Now, even if, let's say, the standard construction worker that's so far from the world of drug rehab, I don't know if it's far, but it's far in um, principle. The construction worker is working with his hands on the ground An honest day's living, right? 
he will not find necessarily this thing that he cares about. But think about the relationships that are built within that industry and the projects that are chosen and the workforce that's chosen. Meaning maybe not in five years, but 20, 30 years down the line, somehow, even if they're in construction, they will be deeply associated with some sort of helping of addiction. It will just find its way. You're right that it could be five years, ten years of just simple labor work of nothing to do with that. But the relationships will be found. The the profession will lead, even if distant, will lead to this place. Now, notice that I'm talking about truly caring about something. This is not um, a care that's wishy-washy, that flows in and out. This is a care that is, is, is imprinted on the soul. For whatever reason, it doesn't have to be righteous reasons. It could even be the most dark, and usually they are experiences that led them to this place but once there's that care it it and i call it it as a logos as a hovering word that will demand answers i'm defining this care as sort of like an angel in in metaphysical terms like an an angel that just stands by and waits and and keeps knocking to to lead the person to that path so when there is care they will lead there let's let's bring out more examples to to further emphasize this theory You find in certain circles, people will uh, be deeply, uh, have a deep importance to getting married or having a deep relationship with someone, an intimate relationship, right? And the, we could call that a care, right? They, they truly care about having that, right? So... All their life will be tuning to that care. So much so that eventually they will have it because that's what they care about. Meaning it's just an impossibility not to have an intimate deep relationship if they didn't if um if they cared about it, it will just evolve to that. Their life will evolve to that how they talk to people. It's just, it's so attuned for them that their life will lead to that automatically. But I hear a counter-argument in this case. We find people that don't get that. They care for years and they don't get that. So this is where a great definition of care would be um, 
would be important because there is different types, different levels of care. There can be a level where it's not imprinted on the soul, but it is important. How do we define the level of care? Well, it's it's how much of your soul is imp- has importance for it. Now, how do you define that? These are confusing terms. There's an intuition inside a person that knows how much they care for something. Well, not necessarily knows, but a reality of how much they care about something. And we could use logic to define how they don't care about something. For example, let's say a person is claiming that they truly care about having a relationship at an intimate level. And they don't find it. Their life doesn't come to it, even years and years. And we could deduce from their life, well, how would you spend your weekend? Why wasn't it spent in some sort of pursuit of that? Well, I have other importances. Okay, so this is not important. Why is it not important? Well, for A, B, and C, and so on. We can deduce, we could go through their life and find that they actually don't care about it, but they claim they do. They're they're in a deceptive role of caring about it. Now, how do we filter a deceptive sort of caring versus a true a true care, a true importance of soul? Well, it's it's stacking up many things that are important in life and seeing what stands up on top. That's the logical way of of deducing of concluding that there what is truly something that you care about. Now the problem with deceptive care, where you think you care more than you actually do, you won't choose to energize to care more for that thing because it's already assumed to be deeply cared about. Take for example that dark experience of addiction that that drives a person to seek a world where there's more recovery and more help for the individual who's suffering in such a situation. They don't have to convince themselves of anything. It's truly known to their soul and they will develop that care. Meaning, you're right, uh, a couple weeks can go by and they don't think about it, but then it just hits them and they just, they just, obsess over it for another couple days and then it goes another couple of months without thinking about it and then again it just hits there's there's an evolution of evolving of of care of importance now it could be conscious or it could be you know subconscious unconscious it doesn't have to be we our cares will de- develop whether we like them or not and we can develop them if we choose to be conscious about it. Let's say we say, well, I don't care about this enough. I want to care about it more. How, how do I? And there's 
simple approaches to care about things more. You sacrifice to it. You give up other things for this. You spend mental energy on it. You seek out information and knowledge about that specific care that you care about. There's many tasks that you can do to bring yourself to care more. Now, the problem is always when you choose to consciously care about something, you could consciously deceive yourself because you are in the game of trying to be more caring about something. And in that game, you could want to be ahead of yourself. You want to be better. You want to win. And you might uh, try to manipulate winning. So what do you do? How do you consciously develop your caring? Usually without a dark experience. If you get hit with a trauma, you could develop the care within that trauma tenfold. right? You experience childhood trauma, you're going to be a great dad or mom. You don't need to develop that. It's just intuitive. It's so deep in your heart. But let's say you didn't have that. But you want to develop it anyway. Let's say you had a mediocre or decent or amazing childhood. And now you want to be a good dad or mom. What do you got to do? Well, you got to care. How do you develop that care without having that dark experience forcing you, energizing you towards that care? Well, you consciously have to develop it. By seeking knowledge around parenting, which there's much. Seeking sacrifice. Am I going to go out versus stay in? Using mental energy, thinking about it. Discussing it. Using words regarding those things. But notice that right away you imagine the parent who's deceiving themselves about caring about their their uh, child raising. And this is so standard in parenting. Because they want to, but then they're not developing their care enough. They're stuck on the ground. They got stuck in the knowledge, for example. Well, it says in this book to, you know, to make them walk at one and a half. And if you don't, then there's a problem. Without thinking about without allowing the care, the heart to bring the knowledge, to bring the importance. So you could be like forcing your child to walk when there's like there's there's other ideas out there of giving a deeper developed state to the child than getting them to move their feet at a certain point in their life. There's there's so much to see there. But because there's no care, but rather the assumption of care. And you notice this with defense of parenting. It's like, oh, well, I take care of my child. Like, there's this deep wall of defense. There's no need for defense. The person who cares about the addictive, the rehab, the, the importance of recovery, they won't get defensive if you come over to them and say, well, I don't think you care enough. It's not important to you enough. They'll be like, 
They're in it. They're in the game. It doesn't bother them. It would only struggle for someone with a vulnerable wall pointing to deception. Deception of heart. So, how to develop the cure for things without having some sort of darkness that's energizing it? Well, admitting that you don't care enough and that you're deeply lacking in that care, which is troubling for parent, parents or for any sort of important social you know, care, importance, because who wants to admit that? Like, maybe I don't want to be a parent. Maybe I don't like this. Maybe it's not important to me. And then through that, through that development, there can be a discussion and um, and uh, a relationship, a building of a relationship towards this ideal. And just like any other relationship, there's the to and fro. There's the connecting and then the disconnecting. Meaning, oh, well, isn't it nice to raise children and and you're deeply connected to that idea and what it what it means for the world and so on. And then at some point you'd be like, well, isn't it nice to just be your own person and do your own thing, right? So there's that pushing, there's that relationship that needs to be developed. So let's begin again. The theory I proposed is that if you truly care about something, it will reverberate, it will come up in your life at the end, and it will dominate your existence. The world will work towards you getting that, scientifically and metaphysically. Scientifically, because you will seek that, so they will seek you. Just like if you dress a certain way, people that dress that way will seek you just like you seek them. And eventually you will be circled by people who dress like you. Or, you know, it could be that everybody has their own expression of dress, but in the way that everybody is trying to demonstrate their own free expression in a, in a, in a circle, right? But it's still, there's still, there's this, there's still that crowd that's like you in trying to be individualistic. The irony of that, but the theory is like this. You care, so it will reverberate, it will find something, it will find you at the end. Okay, so we try to define what truly caring about something versus superficially, deceivingly caring about something. And that's pretty obvious and it and it shows up and it has it has to be decimated as as its true form of care. Meaning I don't really like parenting. Okay. Now we can have a conversation about want to develop the care of parenting. And that's a conversation to be had, a relationship to be built with an ideal, which eventually could become a deep care, which could be as strong as the one who cares about recovery. Even though there's no 
negative experience that's forcing this care to to afloat above all other cares. So now that we've attempted that definition of caring versus superficial caring or deceptive forms of caring, how do we develop caring in general? So let's move to another example. Let's say you have an ideal of, let's say you want to develop an ideal of caring for all humanity. Very liberal, very domineering care of our Western society. So you want to develop that care. Just like society, whatever reason, it doesn't. the motive doesn't so much matter. The motive will only point to how far you will get in your development of caring for it. Meaning, it's only a social force, meaning everyone else cares about the idea of caring about all of humanity. So, like, I'll just do it enough that I am aligned with society, but not enough that it will be deepest, it will be in the deepest embers of my heart. So, the motive matters and how far you will go in your development, but who's to say? You could always develop more. Nobody decides your life, you do. So you could you could continuously develop your care for how far you want. Of course, without deception, because then you're not actually developing your care. You're just assuming you are. But when the cards when the when the when push comes to shove, when the all the cards are shown the truth will come out and it's just dark to be in that place because you spent your whole life assuming you're developing a care only to be at the end of it and to see that it's just not true. It just doesn't stand the critique, the criticism, the, the reproach. I'll give an example of that. I was recently on a bus and at some point, it just started smoking up, like truly smoking up to the point of like the entire area where I was sitting was engulfed in smoke. Now, th- there was a there was like a 30 seconds of chaos till everyone got off the bus. And I saw at those 30 seconds, my own personality of deeply just caring about my own meaning I need to get off the bus. I don't care about the rest. I need to move. I need to be out of here. And so was everyone else. And you saw society crumble in a second. You saw the selfishness of each individual. Now, I could see the negativity of that and say, okay, people are truly selfish. That's who we are. That's who we'll be. You know, that's just that. Or you could see like a positive spin on that and say, well, what do we truly care about if when the smoke arises in the back of the bus, we're all on our own? So what do we truly care about? Couldn't be others because when chaos is around, others are not important. So when things are stacked in layers to the top of the pyramid 
that doesn't stand. Okay, so what does stand? Myself, my family, my life, that stands, and their family, and their self, that stands. So, maybe I can walk off that bus, and others can walk off that bus and say, well, I want to develop the care for others, because I see it doesn't stand at the top of the pyramid. Or, I could recognize that maybe I just want to care about myself, but not in a selfish sense, but in a reality that it is just me in this world and I need to explore the faculties of all of my existence to its fullest extent. And by the way, as a side note, when you do develop that, you will find that you are connected as one with society because you're, you're somewhat of a imitation of society because we're working in in one unison and you will you will see society as a part of you so don't think there's selfishness coming around the corner it's a deep selflessness at some point but the point is that when push comes to shove things change and that's when you can study that's when the deep study of life begins that's when you can understand and know what you truly care about. Take that example. Take it and, and rip it apart to shreds and say, okay, now what do I want to care about? Now that I saw, I saw with my eyes, I saw with my, my heart the truth of my soul. No deception lasts at the door of chaos. It just doesn't stand. The truth will be there. And once you see that truth, you could absorb it and then build on it and say okay now that i'm at base level what do i want to care about you could begin with caring about the fact that i need to rid myself of deception so that i don't have to have these deep reminders of chaos to see who i truly am if i rid myself of that and deception then it will just be true to me as my day goes along and there's nothing new to be learnt at the door of chaos in this regard obviously there's always what to learn and traumatic experience excuse me so anyway to begin again the theory that's proposed is that if you truly care about something, and we tried to define truly versus deceptive, if you truly care about something, then it eventually it will reverberate in your life, no matter what you do, no matter who you talk to. It will come back to you. Now, we've, we've defined to some extent what truly caring about something versus being deceiving and you're caring meaning you just are not actually caring like you do and we try to define implementation of of caring meaning how do we develop our care for certain ideals and we said that motive will define how far you go with it but you could go as far as you want and we said that a good example of seeing 
the true level of care that you have is at the door of chaos. And once you're at the base, once you're at the base, you can begin. Without that, it's very hard to develop care for something that is already built on fallacy. It's like the first two floors are fake, so the third floor is probably going to be fake. It's not going to be built structurally well. You first have to recognize that the first two floors are just a fallacy or an imprintation of mind. It doesn't stand the test of actual life and seriousness of chaos. And you remove that. You're at the base level. You're at the ground, the foundation. And then, okay, now we're going to build. So how do we build? Well, we we could do it with conversation with others, with ourself, with knowledge, with sacrifice. The idea is that it's like any other structure. How do you build a building? Well, you need people to sacrifice their time and energy to work. You need material, which is more sacrifice of more people in other regions of the world. Okay, now you need that. But you also need knowledge. If you have all the material and all the work readily available, but you don't have the vision, the knowledge, then this will it will, will not event to something nice, to something productive, important. Okay, you need knowledge. And you need sacrifice. What else do you need? You need time and energy, which is also sacrifice. You need patience. And you need honesty, which we discussed. Meaning if you've kind of made that wall slanty at ground one and you're going 15 floors up, it's problematic. It is truly problematic. And if you don't, if you ignore that, and say, well, no, it's not really. It's just the weather, you know, determine the the balance of that of that wall. But you know, you just you you, you get some justification, and then at the fifteenth floor, you see a, a a a way worse angle of a slant that makes the building truly pop problematic. Okay, that's pretty simple. Recipe for building. Your care about things. Now there's the standing of the test. And this is the biblical version of test. When God tests Abraham. He's testing the structure. Not so much for God. But for Abraham. For the understanding in Abraham's heart of what is really deceptive about the structure and what is truly cared about. What do you truly care about when push comes to shove? So to take a deeper example of, let's say, the structure we're talking about, let's say you're building a building and you're an architect, you're a builder, you're a visionary, and you want to add to the betterment of society whatever reason right and then comes comes in a fancy businessman and proposes an ideal and i a business plan that doesn't align with the betterment of society will you take it that's the test of the structure but in more physical terms 
let the structure live, you know, fill it up with people and see how it handles itself. Does the elevators work well? Does doors close properly? Does electricity function well? Is the plumbing adequate? You know, if you truly scrutinize and criticize a building, you will find where it doesn't stand and where it does stand. And you could, you could find the findings that lead back to the, the incompetence or lack of sacrifice in the beginning of the building of that structure. Let's say the plumbing is inadequate, right? It should be a prop, better piping. Well, you could look back and see, you know, the person who was in charge was having a rough day or a rough relationship or the materials or you could find the inadequacy. If you search for it, who's searching for it? But if you do, you will find it. So it's standing the test. Now the test is good because first of all, to rid ourselves of what we think we care about versus what we care about, but also to give opportunity for sacrifice, right? Okay, the elevators are not working as well as we hoped. You know, there's dysfunction. Okay, so let's shut down everything, call everybody that was involved, set out a vision, a plan, and fix this within a week, a month. That's one way. The best. What do we care about? A functioning building that has good elevators. Okay. That's usually not what happens. What happens is, okay, let's push it on that person. And then on that person. And then there's a circle of 10, 15 years. At some point, it's just it's dropped because of the true lack of care. That everybody in the building will know that there's just many people who don't care about this building. Well, it's understandable. They got their profits. They're gone. Why delve into it more? Because they don't care. They've lost the care. The care is gone. The care only stood the test of money, not of truly appreciating the structure that you built. Not for any highly motive of just caring about the work of your hands. And wanting to see it done well, whether there's a profit margin or not. Okay, so it's two reasons why we face the test. One is to see where we're deceiving ourselves. And Abraham recognized that immediately. He's not deceiving himself in his care for God, right? He's he's ready to do it. Despite all the logic and the development of the person he's become till now. He's a truly developed individual that understands knowledge about many different areas and has the secrets of humanity at his understanding. And at this point, he still has that care. The care matches the, the knowledge. So the deception is gone. But now there's the opportunity for sacrifice. Well, how deep will my care develop if I'm ready to implement the sacrifice that is truly the most important thing of his existence, as we've seen in the narrative till now? Now, by the way, those who argue and say, well, 
there's there's much history of childhood sacrifice of actual childhood sacrifice or giving up their life for God or so on. Well, first of all, we could argue that they don't care as much as Abraham did. We see in the narrative that Abraham cares way more than anyone else about child rearing and the importance of, of his own seed. He doesn't care about all the money in the world because he can't give it to anybody after he's gone. We see that importance throughout the narrative, throughout that life of his. Can we say the same about other people? We need to study them, but I would beg to say not. Especially at that level. Now take what you care about and sacrifice it so that you will care automatically more. And that's a secret. The secret is it's not necessarily about anything other than sacrifice because let's say you want to build your development of parenting now what are you going to do how far are you going to go what hoops are you going to jump through and not so much here's the danger because especially for something like this which is deeply available to be deceptive especially because society, anything that the society holds to be ideal, whether it's being sensitive about genders, whether it's being sensitive about the human experience and other people's experience, anything that the society holds to be the flag of the ideal state of mind and being will automatically be available to be deceptive because, well, you want to be at the level of society, so you're going to assume that you are. And then you have no room to develop because you already fabricated a couple of levels. So what are you going to build on? Fabrication that doesn't work. So anyway. You want to develop this care through sacrifice, through giving of your heart and soul to the relationship of that ideal and the improper implementation, right? You could sacrifice all day long for being a good parent, but if you don't study the knowledge out there regarding it, like you just don't know. You're like, you're playing with wood, but maybe you're playing with fire. You just don't know. You, you care so much, but your hands don't lead to um, to something worthwhile that actually becomes good parenting, right? The care is there. But as I argued in the theory, if you care enough, you will get to everywhere. That is true with knowledge too. You could be the most foolish person of the world. You could lack all intelligence. But if you care about something fundamentally in the deepest sense your mind will find the knowledge doesn't matter what it takes in that regard and it's interesting to see especially with uh, sports watching and sports fans because you do find and I'm sure people have this own experience with 
people who are average intelligence. They're not impressive in many other fields, in many other ideas of knowledge. But when it comes to sports, it's amazing. It's it's breathtaking almost the the knowledge that they have. It's 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 mind boggling. It's like how does this person have this availability in their head? I mean, they're knowing complex math if you actually understood what they're what they're understanding. Like the the way they, they could statistically rip apart a team and and the name remembering and the and it's just amazing. That's because there's a deep care. There's an identity that they're taking on and a deep care from that. When you care about something, you'll find the knowledge. And if you didn't find the knowledge, either you're still on the development of finding that knowledge, meaning it could be a 10, 15-year process, or you don't actually care about it enough. Not as a, Not as a jab, like you don't actually care enough. But if you did care enough, according to my theory, it would it would find its way back to you somehow, somewhere. You would get in touch with the right people, not even on purpose, by accident, because that is what you care about. Now, here's the punchline. This is why theology and belief in God, the importance is not belief. The importance is not understanding. The importance is care. You don't have to believe in God. You just need to care about God. Which is soundingly paradoxical. But on closer look, it's not. It's how we live every interaction in our regular lives, in our non-metaphysical lives. When we care about something that doesn't exist, for example, if I told you of a person that exists across the world and I keep giving you more and more details about them and their story and you feel attached the same is for any fable story right who doesn't feel attached to Cinderella how do you how do you be human and not be attached to the underdog like that right there's nothing true about it but yet you care about it and because you care about it it exists it's not that you need to believe that Cinderella existed. The fact is, actually, the more you sit there propositionalizing, oh, did she exist, did she not exist, and trying to focus on the accuracy of that story, the more we see that you don't actually care about Cinderella. Why, why are you focused on such trivialities? Cinderella is important to you, and that is that, that's it. You don't need to believe in God to care about God. 
you just care about him and then it will speak to you. However, it does speak to you. Just like Cinderella speaks to you and could definitely develop your life however you want based on whatever moral of that story. That is why the Bible is not riddled with intellectual discussion because it's not relevant. The intellectual discussion comes after the care. You care about God, and then whatever your mind seeks will find it. It's riddled with care. It's like, just care. That's all. Just wake up and be somebody who cares. And by the way, this is important for not just theology. It's important for anything. Care, because care is the most dominating thing in your life. Now, what should you care about? Well, find your highest thing. Find the things that are most important and care about them and develop that care. But more importantly, develop the idea of caring. And I think this is the darkness of our society. It's like, yeah, we'll develop our uh, uh, whatever we care about, but we don't have anything. We don't believe that it's important to care about things. It's like develop the idea to care about caring. That sensitivity, that availability to care, no matter what it is. Yeah, care about God, but care about men, care about this, care about that. Develop each in its own. You're right, when it's pinned together, you're on the bus and it's smoking. We're going to see what lasts. And it's usually not the care for fellow men, but, you know, in the extreme cases it is and that's why we call them the hero but yeah caring is the highest for me and I hope for you and I think this theory does stand some level of logic as we've demonstrated and what it teaches is that don't get stuck Bogged down by the details. Get bogged down by the level of care that you have. But the biggest deterrent of that is that there's a lot of deception in that. And once there's deception, the first step is not to develop it further. It's first admitting where you stand and building from there. Because you cannot build on deception. And once you're there, once you're at the base, and once you're building, game over. You got it. You figured out life. Thanks for listening. And if you would like to see the video version of this, check out my channel on YouTube.